Hello everybody, this is RPG Cast 535 for March 14th, 2020, and I'm, I'm sad to announce that due to the coronavirus, we will no longer be recording in front of a live studio audience. Aww. Instead, so, you can catch us every Saturday at 9 a.m. noon east, uh, Eastern at twitch.tv slash So we're switching to online only. <laughs> <laughs> we're online only. So all you Twitch people, you need to leave or we're going to infect you. <laughs> this place sucked anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's... um. It's been an interesting week in the world, but we're we're here to mostly talk about video games, so we're we're gonna have <laughs> to dip into some of the global pandemic because it's relevant to video games, but for the most part we will stick to video games, we promise. I just find it hilarious that, you know, working from home is such a foreign concept to people and me and you and are like, Well, <laughs> welcome to our world. <laughs> yep. So hi, Kelly Ryan. Hello. Hi, Jonathan Stringer. Good morning. I can't work from home yet. Oh, yeah. yet. I know. I can't wait, though. Hi, Peter Thomas. Hello. Do you work from home yet? Um, We have the option to, but I'm still not doing it yet. Okay. Uh, hi, Chris Privetier. He wants to get his kids sick first, so he develops immunity. <laughs> um, you are working from home. Because... I, starting Monday. <laughs> so um, for those unaware, I take drugs that suppress my immune yeah, system. Yeah, my wife takes drugs. Among all the drugs, yes. Among other things, I drugs. take an immunosuppressant. So, uh, yeah, it's probably better that Chris not go to his ten thousand strong uh, workplace, who who is required to travel for um, large periods of time all over the place. So we're we're yep. just kind of playing it safe. They're not probably required, Anna. They have the option of working with their trip coordinator to find a replacement if they don't feel comfortable taking the trip. And then they get fired? Uh, no, then they're told there is nobody else. <laughs> so you, you need to go. Because yeah, everyone's trying work. to opt out. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, this it's not a well, like a catch-22. It's not a well-thought-through system, man. Okay. <laughs> I my, look my forward to seeing what comes out this week. <laughs> my all work right. ended up suspending all unnecessary travel and said that if one of us does get uh, infected, that we won't have to use our PTO, which was nice of them. Oh, my work said you can borrow up to 10 additional sick days. From other people? No, from, just... from the future. So, oh. so you'll be negative for a long time. Well, that's <laughs> shitty. Yeah. I'm I, sorry. I have a feeling that that policy is going to get it's, um, revised. It's an interesting policy, I'll tell you that much. Which is weird because um, you work with healthcare software. You would think that they would understand that if you're sick, you should not come to work. I think because yeah. we work in the healthcare industry, there's a sense of, well, we're healthcare. We have to be here. Deal with it. Hmm. I, right. I hope that's what's going on because the alternative is, well, I'm not going to disparage my company. I'm just going to say I'm looking forward to further revisions to the policy. <laughs> I, I, I work I work in e-commerce, so our our business is going to be thriving, especially since we have a uh, sanitary products uh, company well, that we wrap. Chinese manufacturing is back to almost normal business now. Yeah. So stuff is happening. Although um, I do have a client that ended up delaying um, a game until later this year. It was supposed to be announced like, well, this month, 
and come out in June. And now it's probably going to be announced in June and come out in like November. So that should be interesting. That's an interesting side effect of the factories now being six to eight weeks behind in all of their stuff. The, the, because China's doing okay now or? Well, yeah, but I mean, during like the height of the coronavirus oh, over yeah. in China, all the factories were shut down. Now yeah. they're now they're spinning back up, but everything's six to, to four. I don't know. Articles have it all over the place. Four to eight weeks behind, so I kind of average it out to six. But yeah, like all of the tech companies have changed their um, earnings and stuff because they don't think they're just they just don't think they're going to manufacture as many iPads and oh. stuff like that just because of the delay. I see. But yeah, if if for people who buy physical collector's editions, all that tchotchkes that come in those collector's editions, they're manufactured in China. Mm -hmm. And so uh, with the factories being behind, that's a disruption. And even more is um, some of the ships that have come over since manufacturing has spun back up again, they're being held in the ports for quarantine. But anyways, like yes. things are, do you see that things are like finally done in Wuhan or close to it? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. The, the curve is actually downwards in some like, countries now. Yeah. That's exciting. From, from a peak of 15,000 cases a day to 15 in the last week. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That, that to me is very encouraging because I don't want to get sick and die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You don't? I'm shocked. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting couple of weeks of hearing a lot of people say, well, the only people that are going to be die, die is like the elderly and the immunocompromised. And I'm like, thanks. Love you, too. Why do you hate your grandparents and your friends? <laughs> oh, that was, I was my favorite say, response like, you, you made. <laughs> didn't you have somebody on Facebook be kind of rude to you about it? Yeah. <laughs> well, you so, did accuse them of hating their grandparents, right? So. Well, and he... He he did back down, so yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's been an interesting week for the medically complex. <laughs> See, people have been nice to me and my family because they know that my sister is immunocompromised because of the chemotherapy. So everybody's been very accommodating for her. I'm yeah, hoping, but like we learned something from this that like, hey, we should be implementing this sort of thing more frequently when other outbreaks happen. Mm -hmm. because this is all preventative and like the flu still kills tons of people and we could do something real against it maybe i don't know i mean just vigilant hand washing would go a long way but <laughs> hey i i've been singing pour some sugar on me while i wash my hands to get the 20 seconds um i actually <laughs> did one of those uh infographs um and mine was lame, but then my friend Adam did one to like the Final Fantasy Four Legend, one to be born from a dragon. <laughs> it was so good. I ended up oh, sharing that a lot of different places. Pour some sugar on me is top of mind because Def Leppard's Instagram did that meme with that song, and I was nice. endlessly amused. I I do a lot of uh, feeling good as hell. <laughs> hand toss, check my nails, baby. How you feeling? How long does that, how many times do you have to go through on that? Uh, four choruses. Four choruses? Because, well, no, two choruses. The chorus is the same thing twice. Got it. That should be our question of the week. What is your hand-washing song? <laughs> Got my hands washed. 
washed. It's even in the song, Anna. Got my hands washed. You just substitute hand wash with hair toss. You're good to go. All right. So uh, what's your go-to hand washing song? We'll, we'll remind people at the end. I put some other questions in there because uh, I wanted to talk about something interesting that happened to me this week. So I, I started a physical therapy again. And my physical, I was complaining to my physical therapist because my right side is like super messed up right now and mm-hmm. will be for forever. But I was complaining that I was getting like uh, nerve pain. And she said to me, why don't you use your mouse with your left hand? It doesn't work. It does. No, I, it, th- honestly, as as stupid as it sounds, that never occurred to me. Oh, I've so, tried mousing with left hand and it's like I would be better doing it with one of those like dino grabby things <laughs> like it's that bad. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I play sports left handed and I was left handed when I was a little kid, but I was forced to learn how to write with my right hand. So mm. I just became right hand dominant over mm-hmm. time. But yeah, I, since I play sports all left handed this actually isn't as bad as I thought it would be. It's still a little awkward, but I'm getting there. What about when those little track balls, would that help? I don't know. I mean, the mouse that, what what kind of mouse did you give me, Chris? This is an ambidextrous mouse, right? Yes, it's, it's just a cheap um, Newegg house brand yeah, ambidextrous Rosewell mouse. Roswell Jet Gaming Mouse. Yeah. So it's got too many buttons. Yeah. but It's because you, you're not leaked. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> if you were elite, you'd want more buttons. No, whatever. See, I don't think I could mouse with my left hand because I use a gaming mouse that's like programmable, and I actually use that for work because I do so many spreadsheet functions and stuff like that that it's easier to map stuff I use Macro, a lot. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll map macros to the mouse, and it just saves so many keystrokes and so much time. How many buttons do you and, need, Kelly? Oh, 12. 12? Shoot. I was going to say, I just found need... a Razer left-handed death adder, so that's something. But oh, I, you need 12? I will, I will never spend currency on a Razer product ever again. They yeah, are... No. I've, I went through like three... Here's a Logitech uh, with eight buttons, so that's something. Yeah, yeah. I have a Logitech with 12 on the thumb. Yeah, I use the Logitech the G910? No, no, I'm, yeah. I'm looking for ones that work for the left hand, though. Oh, I think yeah. there's ambidextrous ones or left-handed yeah. mouse. There are, but I haven't seen... Uh, what Kelly's describing is what people usually refer to as a MOBA or MMO mouse. What? what? So the question is, what do they have for left-handed? And I don't know that I've seen one. Let's see. Paul has one. We should ask him what he has. Okay. I know a lot of people are using those, like, vertical mice, too. Yeah. What is a vertical mouse? Uh, it, it's like your hand-shaking so uh-huh. uh, here's one. Do you have the stream open? Yes. Yeah, so a pe- couple of people that. at my work use them, and it's the same concept for me. It's like I put my hand on it, and I feel like I'm doing something wrong, but it keeps your hand in a more natural position as opposed to turning it. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, so it works for some people. I actually yes. find it makes my hand hurt in a different way. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, oh, this right. is helping. That's now my pinky thinking. is killing like... me. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that the best mouse that ever existed was the Microsoft Intella mouse, and I hate that they discontinued that one. Um, somebody started making them again. Uh, oh, they did. Let me, let me. Okay, so two. Th- 
can I have to do some research for you, Kelly? Maybe I'll Chris got so excited when I told him I had to change my mouse hand because apparently he likes shopping for mice. Yeah. So here's um. So first of all, Microsoft started making them again. Microsoft Classic IntelliMouse right here, twenty nine ninety nine from Microsoft on Amazon. You could have it in two days, Kelly. So. I don't think that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, I'm you're think- thinking of the white one, but this is their updated. We're making it again because you guys want it. So, like, I'm giving you, I'm giving you some options. But um, if you want the pro, here's the pro. Let's see, it's pretty close. This is the more sculpted it, one. You want the, it, you want the the straight one, right? Yeah, I, I like the more sculpted one, dude. I have a one wireless. Oh, you want a wireless IntelliMouse? Yeah. That's not a thing. You can't get that. You want a straight it used to be one? A thing. You no. When was it? A... Anna used to have an IntelliMouse. That was the My white mouse you were using. My husband has one upstairs. Yeah. That's wireless. All right. Well, or that's the Logitech one. I think. I'm not sure. I just well, that, know that okay. that was the best mouse. Mm. So this is so what Microsoft brought back was the 3.0, which was the one that existed in the late two thousand or the early mid two thousands. And mm-hmm. then they brought it back, and now it's the classic Intel mouse and the classic Intel mouse Pro. But if you want the straight-looking one and wireless, I don't know that I've seen that. I do know Saber. Saber. Yeah, my husband's saying that he has a wireless Intel mouse still in the packaging. There you go. There you go. Well, why don't you just take his? Because that's his, and he's hoarding that one. But you're related. <laughs> that's his apocalypse mouse. His, uh... <laughs> Did he buy it this week along with all the toilet paper? No, he actually made fun of me for wanting to hoard toilet paper. But I, all I said was like, you know, we ought to get an extra pack just in case. And now I'm glad we did. Yeah. I um, I saw a bunch of tweets yesterday about um, people that tried to go to Whole Foods and like the crazy lines there were. I'm like, I wonder if people are that insane in in where we are so i pulled up the prime now app and it has absolutely no deliveries for the next two days and it won't let you schedule any further out wow you want stuff you're coming into the death mire yourself (laughs) i'm gonna say didn't you post a picture on twitter yesterday of like somebody standing guard at the target (laughs) (laughs) they're going after the tampons now (laughs) that's what i heard them say they're going after the tampons now. Chris, you've got an unnatural obsession with tampons today. What? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, that was, I mean, the whole reason is because of that. That's why I said that earlier, too. Well, and I don't think you were here last week, Peter. We were I'm talking fine. about murder by numbers. It's not an obsession. I'm fine. I can stop anytime I want to. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> maybe it's time to actually jump into what we've been playing. I played more murder by numbers. The tampon puzzle oh, totally we ta- got me into it. Oh, that's right. There's a tampon mu- puzzle in that, too. Huh? Yes. That, and, mm, I'm going to give Kelly m- mouse recommendations while you talk. Oh, God, no. Um, so uh, th- I think last week or the week before, yeah, it was last week. I was like, hey, I got totally into Dragon Quest of the Stars, but now I'm done the main story and I'm probably going to take a break. <laughs> they started a new event this week and it's amazing. So you beat up lots of slimes and you get slime pieces and then you make slime equipment. 
So you can actually mm. make equipment that makes you look like uh, a multicolored slime stack or even a metal slime stack. And you can even get a slime fan to smack things with. And then I was like, all right, I'm, I'm farming up all the slime stuff. And then three days after that started, the golem dungeon unlocked. And you can kill golems and get golem pieces. And I made a regular golem suit and a golem hammer and a golden golem suit. Yeah, it looks so swag. So awesome. I'm... I'm incredibly addicted to Dragon Quest of the Stars again. And even better is there's a third event that starts today. And I can't remember what I have to beat up, but I bet it's going to get me a new costume that I'm going to be super excited about. Um, I also, since I kind of wanted a palette cleanser before some review games come in this month, um, I started Demetrios, the big cynical adventure, which is a point and click game where you are trying to die in as many ways possible. I need to play this. Yes. So on the first screen, I stuck my finger into a light socket. Oh, you shouldn't do that. You're going to die. Yeah. Oh, that's what you wanted to do, right? Yeah. So you, um, there, there are lots of ways to fail the game. It isn't just dying. I've been arrested many, 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 many times. And I even got abducted by aliens once. Apparently uh, cops hate uh, vanilla ice cream. Yeah, don't give the cops vanilla ice cream. Or do give the cops vanilla ice cream. <laughs> if you want to get arrested. Well, isn't that what you wanted? Yes, yes, yes. So you're, you're trying to lose. Yeah, right? the idea is you're trying to lose the game in as many ways possible and continue to progress. <laughs> it's such a bizarre combination of like things to do. So I am... Um, yeah, so, and now I just, that was just the first chapter. It's like, I got arrested ten times, I died five times, I even got abducted by aliens, and now I'm on chapter two. <laughs> so it's really fun so far, and it's cool. They have a cookie system in the game, so if you get stuck, you eat a cookie, and Demetrios, like, fourth wall's out a hint. So <laughs> it's kind of cute that way. And, uh, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with that. I'm going to continue playing that over the weekend and then probably start on a new review game next week. I still have to finish. <sighs> I still have to finish Snack World. I'm just so unmotivated to go back to it and it makes me sad. You can do it. Just power through. Oh, thanks. You can do it. Put your back into it. <laughs> Wait. No, never mind. I, I'd, I'd say ignore the story and just do the gameplay, but I guess for review you can't really do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I wish. Your <laughs> snack world story continues. So, yeah, I'll probably get back to that. Not soon. even the end of the world is enough to make you interested in playing this game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I... I'd rather have the coronavirus. There's your back of the box quote. <laughs> no, Chris. The game can't be that bad, can it? <laughs> She's thinking about it. Well, I just... <laughs> She's thinking about it. No, I'm not. <laughs> You hesitated. You had to think. No, I was laughing. Uh-huh. Um, you know what? I, I'm just thinking about games I've played that are that bad. I'd rather have coronavirus than play Lunar Dragon Song again. Hoshigami oh, ruining God. Blue Earth. Ugh. You guys already know what I'll pick for that. <laughs> Which is 109. <laughs> so back in the day, there was a Game Boy Advance game for Shaman King. Oh, my God. That game was so bad. I actually think I remember that. Uh, it's, I think, the only game that I've given a 1 out of 5 to. Um, archive. 
www.rpgamer.com. And we go to reviews, staff reviews, 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 reviews. Um, platinum reviewers. Oh my God. Anna Marie Privateer. Why are we listening to you navigate the She's old platinum. <laughs> I am yeah, platinum. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. That's Anna's white privilege. Yep. Shaman platinum. King, Legacy of the Spirits. Title of the review, Devoid of Spirit, 1.0 out of 5. It's because we don't do 0. 0.5? Yeah. 1.0 is our lowest score. Um, I think my next lowest game was the was the bad Full Metal Alchemist game at 2.0. Which one? <laughs> another good one. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, Full Metal Alchemist the and the Broken Angel. What was that for? PS2. Uh, PS2. Oh. Darn dodged a bolt with that. I almost bought that. Yeah, it's, um, it's not good. No kidding. Yeah. If you're curious to try it, uh, no. Kelly, I still have my copy. I will ship it to you. You can no, have it. I think no, I'm, good. I'm good. You know, I, as an Inuyasha fan, I have plenty of terrible uh, anime-inspired RPGs of my own. I keep thinking about going back to Shining Force Exa. I bounced off hard I, on Neo, but I hear Exa's better. I like, I like those games. Shining Force had a smile, then I heard. Yeah, you like, heard oh, the well, you yeah. heard the three letters. <laughs> See, I I liked those games, but at the time I was really into Diablo, and those were kind of Diablo like, and I was okay and with that. There's better Diablo likes for console, aren't there? Hmm. Hey, Chris. Yeah. You know what's funny? I gave Pirates of the Burning Sea the Sea a three point out of five. We really liked that game. Yeah, All but right. it wasn't good. It, Listen, it took a little bit longer after your review before we realized how not good it was. And that was because of the direction it went and the company that was running it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Ooh, other games that I gave... There was something to that game. Uh, Other games I gave 2.0 out of 5, Adventures to Go. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Full Metal Alchemist. Um, Ooh, Onimusha Tactics. Damn, that game was bad, but I liked it. (laughs) Adventures to Go, that was a PSP game, right? Yeah, yeah, so it's like I actually titled the review Baby's First TRPG. Because <laughs> it's like, it's not bad, but it is super simplistic and really repetitive. I think that one was a GameStop exclusive when it came out. That in the sounds US. right, yeah. This is one of those games that I have um, the, the PSP um disc for it and it's not a real psp disc it's a review copy Uh so there's like there's no artwork printed on it it's got like a number so like a uh like a upc associated with it a serial number associated with it it's got like the name of the game written on it in sharpie (laughs) (laughs) see that could be a question of the week what's a bad game that you like oh god we have two i have a dumb question Whose game list are we on right now? Um, I finished mine. We should probably move forward. Yeah, hey, Jonathan. Jonathan, you haven't been on in a while, so you tell us what you've been playing. All right, so the last time I was on, I started playing Corruption 2029 for review, and I finished it. I'm still in the middle of writing my review because, I don't know, it takes a lot of work to do that. Yep. (laughs) And I've had a long, pretty long hour week, so I haven't really played that much games during the week. 
So, finished Corruption 2029. I guess I'll give some review spoilers, but uh, if you remember last time, it didn't really get any better. So, it's like Mutant Year Zero, but without some of the charm and without the story. And you basically have three guys who are almost exactly the same, except they have different names and they have different helmets. So, it's not like... And they don't get any better from like leveling up or skills... Uh, naturally, you get bonus uh, uh, mission rewards or bonus rewards if you do some extra um, requirements during a mission, and it'll give you like okay, equip. You have three spot slots, and you equip uh, a bonus to them or uh, enhancement. And some of them are like uh, you can shoot further. Some of them are passive. Some of them are active skills. So you can shoot farther, higher crit chance. However, this being a stealth game. You really want to be able to kill enemies before, uh, or silently before you can get caught and before they can alert the the rest of the map. So, pushing stuff like crits on um, silenced weapons is really important because your weapons do like four damage to five damage normally. A lot of times the enemy has one armor or two, which takes some of the damage away, and they'll have like six to eight HP. Some of them have twelve to fourteen. So as it progresses the game, you really have to focus more on the crits and getting those stealth kills so you don't uh, aggro the entire map. So it really gets to where some of the skills, yeah, these would be more fun to use, but I can't really use them because it takes a slot away from me being able to silently kill these other enemies. Um, so I think it kind of lacks in the balancing there. Uh, you do get this cool minigun which is probably one of the best parts of the game, which will just kind of obliterate anything in in a cone in front of your character. Uh, so that's pretty cool. It, it's not quiet, so that's one of those, okay, the shit hit the fan, now I need a minigun. Um, but really the missions are like, kill all the enemies in this little map area, or rescue this guy and uh, extract them, or find this terminal and click it. And that's... The first two uh, areas or story chapters you do, do do that. And then as you get towards the end of the second and then all of the third, instead of like more cool, varied uh, mission objectives, it's like, okay, rescue this guy on this map and do this and then, then go to this map and kill all the enemies. So it's just like smashing them two together to make one longer mission. Unless like, uh, they, didn't, they didn't really like, – a lot of missed opportunity there to, to vary that up. So – I mean, hearing you talk about this, my and I'm not super familiar with this genre, but I'm kind of split between this sounds bland and this sounds like I've heard it all before. Yes. Oh. It it's Mutant Year Zero, but not as much stuff. And that game has already had its stuff that's going for it, but it also had its drawbacks. So this is like Mutant Year Zero without the cool stuff. Um I really I, it's one of those, hey, this is kind of cool when you first start playing it. I kind of like it at first, and it wears out its welcome really quickly. And it's not a very long game, and I was like, oh, I just need to slog through this and get done. Since the only real cool new thing to do or to check out was to try out this new weapon you might have picked up, may have picked up. But the game gets a lot harder to end because it gives every, all the enemies an extra armor and extra life because of the corrupted ones and... It just makes getting those kills. So sometimes there is some fun too. I'm like, okay, this is doing this. There's a little bit of puzzle 
like, how am I going to do this? You know, and okay, I'm going to try this and this, and oh, it didn't work. But it was also frustration because how did that guy hear him? He's like far away. And then this and this other mission I did, the guy was like right next to him. He didn't hear my the guy dying from my silent shot. And it alerts, so you got to load. So it's a lot of saves coming and reloading your saves, which that's not fun. So it has a few things going for it, but I think it's more of a, a lot of missed opportunities and wish it could have been better. It looks cool. The, some of the core concepts aren't bad. I think the execution is seems more like a uh, – seems more like the battle testing module they did for like Mutant Year Zero, and then they slapped a new um, – coat of paint on it and put it in a different uh, IP and and uh, some of that so I, some of the uh, the maps are cool but there's only seven maps and all three chapters you just keep going back to the seven same maps so you know exactly Oof. where they are the enemies are in the same spots yeah so it's not even like a unique mission location it's you'll you'll go back to the hotel one like five times six times and then or this the, the old sergeant uh, the police headquarter building so many times so you just keep seeing the same ones over and over and over again. So that's that game. I guess you can tell by uh, what I'm saying. The, the, review, the review isn't going to be very glowing. Um, then after that, I am going to I've started review or playing Broken Lines. What's that? And I've heard it's, it's um those blurred it's a, lines. No, Chris. Oh, different thing. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's a World War Two uh, strategy RPG. And so you have you follow little squads of four soldiers after they've um, airdropped into somewhere in Eastern Europe, and I thought it was going to be more like true to history, maybe. No, this looks see- like it takes a real left turn from reality. It, it, it does. When I started playing, it's like it's kind of some mystery and some who are these enemies? It's almost like they're some kind of supernatural stuff. So that was the surprise. I, I knew. Good surprise or bad surprise? Uh, I wouldn't say it's it's either. It's just. Uh, oh. I had this expectation, maybe or maybe a false expectation that it just because it was World War Two, and it goes here. It doesn't mean it's it doesn't mean it's better or worse because it does that. It just to me, it's only better or worse if it if it's done well, right? So I'm kind of open about how they do it. It's just if it's written well, then I'm cool with it. Um, I, Jerry's out on that still. I've only done like two missions. I hear it's kind of short, so I need to plow through that. Um, it's interesting how they do battle. So instead of being grid based, you have eight little eight second intervals. So you'll pick your troops, you'll go through them. Okay, you're going to go here, you're going to go here, you're going to here. And it's calculated out. It'll show you how many seconds it takes to do all that, right? And so you do that and you click, okay, go. And everything happens in real time. And if your troop on his way there, unless you told him to, like, totally hide while he's doing it, it's an option, they'll shoot at enemies if they can. So you're like, okay, this guy will, if you just do one second, run up to this rock, and then nothing else, he'll just run up to that rock and stand there for the entire eight seconds so he can shoot at an enemy, he will. Or run this guy here, and then here, and then throw a grenade, and do that kind of stuff. So it's not, it's, it's like turn-based, but then little real-time snippets. And however, though, if you're like moving in your eight seconds and you're, you haven't seen any enemy and an enemy pops up, it'll stop where it's at and allow you to like, OK, 
are you going to st- stand here and shoot back or are you going to do something else? So it kind of lets you change what's going on. But if the enemy's already there and you click something and it's a really dumb move, well, you're just sending your guy to get dead, probably. So you can't really stop it again until the eight seconds is over. So I think it's a cool new take on it. Um, I haven't played it enough to, to totally feel if I like the take all the way or not. Uh, if it's one of those, hey, sounds good idea, but man, when you do it in in reality, it's maybe not as good as it looked on paper. I can't the jury's still out for me, but I like how it's different. It's trying something new. Yeah, it um, looks kind of like it's supposed to be a roguelike XCOM in that the campaign is pretty short, yep. like under ten hours, but you're supposed yep. to play it over and over again and get different results each time. That's what I've heard. So, uh, I, but yeah, I've also tried to purposely not read too much about, except for the generics or what it was, just so I don't want any kind of, I find if I have too many preconceived notions about the game, it, it skews how I look at them. And so I kind of want it to surprise me as much as possible, or I learn it while playing it. So I've heard a little bit about how long and, and what you said, but I haven't really heard much after that. That's why the uh, the whole story premise and the the setting kind of surprised me some. So I didn't realize that. But so far, so good. Uh, some of the voice acting's decent. Um, it's interesting to see how much that battle system. I have a feeling I'll probably end up liking it more as I get used to it, and it's a little jarring at first. And even then, I don't dislike it. It's just oh, this is new. So. It's, it seems somewhat difficult at first, too. That's another thing. So it's uh, this comparison maybe... of like the green bar and red bar as they oppose each other, like a Dragon Ball Z fight. Like, what's up with that? Like, uh, I'm not sure. Like, it's, is that the percentage that you'll hit them versus they'll hit you? Oh, I think that yeah, that's what it is. So, okay. say so you're sending your guy into um, a dangerous spot, and yet you only have a twenty percent chance to hit him and they're hitting you at like 60 or something that's probably okay. not a good move so i think it's the the shot percentages yeah how, how good okay. the cover is Got that it. kind of thing which first mission's pretty easy the second mission i died on a couple times and then had to go so we'll see what happens i uh though neither of these are really rpgs i've no, discovered no. Just... <laughs> they are not so you don't even level your guys up then? Not that I can no see. Maybe this one may level and you just... Uh, I've actually... You know what? I think this one does have levels. It's just not very... It's not like, okay, your guys Pretty got to level up stuff, on there right? and give yeah. them stats. I think they just get a level and probably get more health or something. Got it. So... Cool. Yeah, it's not like they're gaining dex and resilience every level. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, all these super extra skills. But they do have some skills. So I think there are some open skill slots. So I think maybe I just haven't gone far enough to, to really flesh out that aspect of the game yet. So I'll uh, report back the, after I've beaten it on, on some of those things. Sweet. But that's basically my only two games. Peter, what have you been playing? Well, I've been trying to finish up uh, Dragon's Crown Pro. Um, and I'm not going to talk about it much because there's not really anything I'm doing. I'm just trophy hunting at this point. Um, and I'm on the last trophy. So really, the only thing I'm going to do is ask anybody who listens uh, if they have any advice, if you are an Amazon main, how to get the 
trophy where you have to deal a hundred thousand damage with one hit. Um, I can't. I've followed all these different like tutorials online uh, that say use this and equipment this and try this, and I think the highest I've gotten is about sixty or seventy k, um, and that's a considerable miss uh, given the parameters of the game. So. I'm I'm struggling. It's the only one I need, and then I can finally put it down and be done with it and go back to Persona 5. Um, the goal was, and most of my games that I'm playing are, are for this reason, is to try and clean up some of my open games so that uh, I can be ready for Animal Crossing because I know I'm not going to touch anything else for a while once that's here. Um, so, yeah, if there's anybody who knows what to do for that thing... Or for that last trophy, that's all I need, and then I'm done. Uh, the other one is uh, I restarted, um, not restarted from the beginning, but restarted uh, playing Fire Emblem Echoes, uh, which I had talked about a couple of months back. Um, I actually borrowed it off a coworker who has now quit, uh, so I feel weird keeping his game. Um, so I'm trying to finish it and give it back to him. Um, but I was actually stuck on a battle in Echoes where there's a guy, uh, like a wizard, who after three turns used this like earthquake move that hit all of your party members for anywhere from like 10 to 12 points of damage. And if you are unfamiliar with Fire Emblem, uh, 10 to 12 points of damage is usually half a bar of health, uh, maybe more, depending on the uh, class of the character. So it was rough. Um, I ended up just kind of going um, balls to the wall, for lack of a better term. Uh, I just rushed that guy and uh, went after him first and then kind of dealt with whatever aftermath was left. Um, and that seemed to work. Uh, sometimes you just got to go hard at it and fire Emblem, I guess. <laughs> at least these these older remake games. Um, I think uh, Three Houses and Awakening and things like that were much more forgiving uh, even yes. in their harder battles. Um, yeah, these old games, remade or not, are still really rough. So I feel um, like you should make a show called These Old Games. It's like this yeah. old house. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go fix them. Talk about, talk about how horribly hard they are. Um, so, yeah, I had been stuck oh, on Oh, Peter, you must be a millennial. Yeah, I know, clearly. I was actually well, thinking that uh, <laughs> if I can't beat old games, I'm clearly a millennial and, you know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I was stuck on that battle for probably, I must've tried it probably like six or seven times before I took that route. And mind you, I play my Fire Emblem games where I try not to lose any characters. So, um, I am still, you play them the way they're supposed to be played. Got it. With a lot of resets. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, stop being elitist. I'm, Um, I'm not a millennial. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. So I got past that battle and then I got to the next one, which was arguably worse. Um, I ended up getting this. So you're fighting this main story character, and all of your attacks to this character do like anywhere between one and two points of damage. And he has about 50 health points. So I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't know how this is going to work. Uh, because his retaliation damage is like anywhere from 15 to 18 points of damage. So I'm, I'm just like trying to figure this out and do this without killing my characters. So 
um, I found out that apparently one out of every four attacks, uh, or excuse me, three out of every four attacks, uh, he absorbs entirely. So you don't even get to do those two points of damage. Um, you just have to kind of eat it and, you know, deal with it <laughs> until you can uh, chip them away. So I'm, I was getting nervous and I'm like, oh, I, this might be the battle where I have to, you know, lose a character and this is going to be it. Uh, and I'm going to be frustrated for the rest of the game because I'll know that character is gone. Uh, yeah, it turns out that there was, you just had to wait a couple of turns and then uh, there's like a story interaction and then that battle ends. So I've moved on to Act 5 and uh, am Oh, I know through. exactly what battle you're talking about now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, uh, it, it gave me a good trickery, that's for sure. Um, so the end of Act 4 to, uh, told me some pretty interesting things. So th the reason I had to beat that battle is because it locks Celica into place, and then you have to finish the last, like, two or three maps with Alm. And... Uh, the last battle with Alm is with uh, the king. Um, oh, what's his name? It starts with an R. Rudolph? I think that's it. Rudolph, uh, the red-nosed bad guy. He is, actually, dressed in all red armor. Um, so, yeah, he. Uh, you get through that, and then there's some major storyline things that happen that are like, oh, my goodness, I didn't know, except you totally did know because, you know. You have a brain. I've forgotten of the plot of that game. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those plots. It's like, oh, this is probably it's cool Star for Wars. Its time. And then the person's invisible, yeah. and then I don't know what's going on. And yeah, it, it is Star Wars. That is actually a really good way well, of putting he, it. Star Wars is just the all father hero. It's like the all hero story. So a lot yeah. of things are Star Wars. So don't. Yeah. It's not that things are Star Wars. It's that Star Wars is the same archetype as every. Yeah, me. <laughs> So did Star away. Wars create it since it was no, older? No, 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 oh. no. This is like going way back. <laughs> way, I think way, way, way Star back. Wars was based off of an old samurai movie initially. Mm, gotcha. Which follows that archetype. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that that's really been it. I've just been chugging along on those two. Uh, I did get my uh, Animal Crossing Switch, and it is lovely and adorable. It makes me happy every time I see it. And I will say that if Nintendo did nothing else right about their account system, uh, the transfer was incredibly simple. Yeah, um, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I moved the, the account over and then it's like, oh, but guess what? Your screenshots and stuff aren't coming. And I was kind of bummed about that. But then I popped the memory card in and it was like, oh, hey, we're going to delete everything except for your screenshots and, and, and videos. And I'm like, oh, well, that works out great. Thank you. <laughs> and that was it. It was it was super simple. So uh, it's now staring at me and teasing me for the next week until Animal Crossing comes out. All right. So see, tell me if these sound um, familiar about your favorite stories. The hero has an unusual circumstance of their birth, sometimes in danger or born into royalty. The hero leaves their family or land and lives with others. An event, sometimes traumatic, leads to an adventure or quest. The hero has a special weapon only he or she can wield. The hero always has supernatural help. The hero must prove himself many times while on adventure. The journey and the unhealable wound. Um, actually, that one needs expansion, so we'll just skip that one for now. Hero experiences atonement with the father. 
And when the hero dies, they are rewarded spiritually. So I feel like all but maybe two of those <laughs> is is uh, Fire Emblem Echoes to a T. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hero, hero's journey. That's what you looked up, I imagine. Uh, yeah, like Sayuki is this, and Dragon Ball is this. Well, part of Dragon Harry, Ball. The, Harry the, Potter is this. Later, Dragon Ball is not this. <laughs> Harry Potter well, is I'm, this. Yeah, I, right. I almost forgot. With um, do does anybody here have a either a new switch, like one that has the extended battery, or um. I guess the Animal Crossing one or anything like that. That's not a Switch Lite. So one nope, that can be docked. I have a launch Switch. Launch here. Anna has a launch one too. Only we okay. bought it two years later. <laughs> so the only reason I ask is because um, the the new dock uh, that they have, I think they were trying to address concerns with the... Do you remember the, the old dock? Yeah. Yeah. Scratch the, the screen. So... They widened it a little bit, um, and now the switches sit really loose in them. Oh, good. Uh, I guess. And it doesn't feel very secure. Um, I think that was my only complaint with the actual console itself. Uh, they revamped it so it's a little wider to give, I guess, more breathability as well due to the overheating. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it kind of wiggles around in there, and I'm not really a fan. But other than that, it looks cute. See, I I never had that issue, but I always just stuck my Switch in very gently. Yeah, mine never scratched either. Uh, I never had a problem with it, so I'm not really sure what was going on there. If you're just, like, cramming it in or if it was, like, little kids. Uh, but it never do you bothered have a, me. Do you have a screen protector on yours? Uh, I do. Okay. You hear what I said about maybe putting like a, some adhesive strip or some kind of uh, filler in there? Like no, uh, I did not. You somebody did that, or you're saying two? I was saying that? Uh, so I think my mic was messing up. Um, I think you could put some like one of those little padded adhesive strips in the inside. I get like a real thin one, and that would probably help that looseness. I had to do something similar on my um, Joy-Con because when you're holding it, it's kind of it's kind of loose feeling on one of them. I heard that was a problem on some of the the early models, so I got some little pieces of tape and put them in the spot, and that was a lot more snug. So I was doing something like that. I wouldn't do it on, obviously on the switch, but you could put it on the dock. Yeah, maybe on the bottom of the dock. So yeah, it's weird the way it sits. Like not only does it you know move front to back a lot more because of the extra space, but the way that it sits on the charging port, it feels like you can just like tip it out of its charge spot. Uh, it's really hard to explain, uh, and it's more of like a feel thing. What were those strips I bought for my dock, Anna? Uh, Some kind of double-sided felt? Uh, No, it was one side is felt, the other side was sticky tape, and I feel like you put those in your dock, it'd be perfect. That's what I'm talking about. It would fill all the gap, yeah. They were making those. It's ironic. The exact thing that they're making the dock wider to make you not have to buy is what you have to buy now so it's stable. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. Uh, if, it, the it's weird because like the new switch is lighter. Um, I don't know what they've taken out of it to decrease the weight, but it feels a lot better now when I'm you know just laying down and uh, I hold my hands usually above my head uh, and lay on my back. 
um yeah it just it feels lighter they did a lot of things well and it's just like this is the one thing i'm just like well uh i do you care played... about it in the switch in the, in the dock why do you care if it's loose in the dock i don't understand i i do play i play probably no no, no. Say... i don't understand why you care oh. if it's loose while it's in the dock because you put it in there and then you don't touch it so who cares if it's loose oh what if i move it why are you moving it it's in the dock you're not next to it I don't always uh, stay in the same room when I play my games. But then you take it out of the dock and take it with you, right? Take it? No, no. I mean, like, I don't play on the same TV all the time. So sometimes you I'll move use, your, like... Oh, your Switch in the dock is a portable system. Oh, yes. I okay. Move my, all right. Well, that would yeah. explain it. Yeah, you need felt it about all the time. <laughs> you could actually buy... You know what you could buy? This is really dumb. You don't need to buy felt. What you do is you get one of those strips of, like, Velcro... And you use not the, the the hook side, but the loop side that's all smooth, and just cut those to length and put them in the, the dock, and then that'll fill the gap and won't scratch your screen, right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm, yes. I'm, I like to, to jury-rig solutions out of household items. So. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, like I said, ultimately what's going to end up happening, because if I pick or did, this did thing jo- up or Did something... Jonathan already say that whole thing that I just said, and I just missed it? Yes. I'm so sorry. Similarly. Oh. Close enough. I just realized that's why he's laughing. I just said the thing he said. (laughs) Anna makes fun of me when I do this. It wasn't wasn't a negative laugh. It was just the, uh, everyone's laughing more at your delivery. Uh Uh-oh. It was amusing. I'm not amusing. Do I I amuse (laughs) you? Am I here to amuse you? (laughs) Well, yeah, it's a podcast. Oh, right, right. Yeah, we're here for your entertainment. If you have the stream open, you can see my cute little kitty in my arms. Oh, he's a big baby. Yeah. Bring up another sidetrack item I was thinking about, like when you're talking about Echoes, how some old games, like I was playing Contra last night on the Switch 4 went to sleep, and it feels like I'm much worse at it now than I used to be when I was a kid. But then there's some other games to where... Oh, is that HD lag, though? I don't think so. Okay. I just, I, at first, I, it, it was really bad because I was using the Joy-Cons and the D-pad sucks. And then I started using <laughs> the classic controller and it's much better. Right. Um, but then there's other games where I'm like, oh, as a kid, these are really hard. Now it's like, why, why was this a problem? This is so easy. So it's weird how, like, to me, some games have gotten, those old games have gotten a lot easier and some of them have gotten a lot harder. Oh, maybe it's just me. Or yeah, I think familiarity plays a part in that because I feel like, the OG Mega Man, which I haven't played a whole bunch of, is ridiculously hard for me. But I could walk through two probably with my eyes closed. Well, two is just ridiculously easy. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I should have clarified on hard. Okay. For me, it depends on the game a lot. Like, I can play any Sonic game in my sleep. But for some reason, Mario games I kind of have trouble with. Thought you were gonna say Alex Kid or whatever it's called because that's also really hard. No, Alex Kid is hard all around. That's not an age issue. That's a game quality issue. <laughs> all right, we done with Peter? Yes. Okay. I played Divinity Original Sin two. I'm continuing on with that. 
Hey, so did my, me talking about it a couple weeks ago yes. spur you in the plane? All right, did. I did something. Yeah, I mean, it was not just you, a couple people, and I'm like, yeah, you know what, maybe I'll get back into that. But now I'm just feeling like, yeah, but why did I pick this over the other four games that I'm also interested in finishing that I've played more recently? And I'm like, yeah, screw it, I'll just play this. Because so. of Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, basically. Um, what I really want is another game that I enjoy, like Plague Tale Innocence, but uh, I don't see any good options for that. So I think um, I'm going to stop trying to compare every game to everything else and just enjoy what I have. Um, so Divinity Original Sin 2 uh, Definitive Edition, which means I have access to wussy mode and um, all the mods that they added, the Gift Mad mods, I'm really enjoying because... I like feeling overpowered in games, and Original Sin 2 was a game that you had to think about the combat and stuff, and I was like, uh, I don't want that right now. So I feel like I've got a better balance now, where like the combat mechanics are there if I want to play with them, and I don't have to worry about them if I don't, because <laughs> I'm, I'm super easy. So good balance for me, at least. Um, I have too much garbage. I need to sell more things. I have too many things in my inventory. <sighs> and they they give you all these bags to sort things into, but then once it's in the bags, it's hard to know what you have because you have to open each bag individually. <sighs> I'm actually complaining about inventory management in the game where they're trying to make it better. Well, at least in Divinity 1, Original Sin 1, you carry around all this crafting crap, and a lot of it's like, oh, I got all this stuff, I can finally craft these things, and it's like, this wouldn't even be worth crafting. Nope. So uh, I feel like that's the then, case here too, but maybe, uh-uh. maybe not. I'm pretty early on. Maybe, maybe it is worth crafting things later. <laughs> I think it's for selling stuff to make money, is what I heard too. Yeah. All right. Oh well. Anyway, that's continuing on. It's still fun. The voice acting, the narration, the writing's good. Fane is great. Um, all the characters are great, actually. I just like everyone's stories, and it really buns me out that you can't bring everyone on your quest because I want to see all the stories in one go. But whatever. Did you finish that? Original Sin 2? Nope, I did. No, you didn't. I did not. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, who's left? Anyone? I think it's me. Hey, Kelly! What'd so, you play? Tell us, how much, rolled... more, how much more mining and wow did you do? I actually finished all that up last night. But it was so um, long. It, it, no, well, I didn't real. I forget sometimes that when you're transmuting bars that they can proc so that you can get extras. So I only had to mine like two-thirds of what I actually needed because I got the rest because of procs. So let me let me back this up. Um, ever since 8.3 started, you can transmog legendaries now. So I've been kind of going through the game trying to get the different legendary weapons. Um, I just finished the Fangs of the Father on my Rogue, which was a neat little side quest where you learn you learn more about Rathion and all of that fun stuff, and you get some really cool daggers. And I, I that was a pretty cool little quest. But then I decided that I needed Thunder Fury, Blessed Blade of the Windseeker. Are, Are you, you talking about Thunder Fury, Blessed Blade of the Windseeker? Yeah, what she said. I am talking about Thunder Fury, Blessed Blade of the Windseeker. I'm glad you asked. This is a meme in WoW, in case you're wondering what's going on. People just it's a, for hours in what's chat. Going on. They just say this over and over to each other. 
It's a meme because at the time when it came out, it was like the longest titled linked item that you could do in chat. So you type, sorry. So, yeah. So just, yeah. it's an autocomplete thing that's just, it's huge in the text box. Yeah. But um, it's a really cool looking one handed sword. You get it by, like, you have to loot uh, a piece of it from, like, two different mobs in Molten Core, and it's like, a very random chance that you're going to loot it. I got one of the pieces on my uh, outlaw rogue. So I'm to starting it, up. It's hard to get nowadays, let yeah. alone how hard it would have been to get at the time when you had to compete with others who needed the weapon. Cause it was something you wanted. Yeah. So you have to get two pieces of that. You have to get like 10 elementium bars, which involves like two different professions. Like you need a blacksmith and an alchemist to make the bars. And then you get like one thing that's a guaranteed drop from Ragnaros and you put all this together and you go do a quest and you get Thunder Fury. What's a bit of the Windseeker? So last night while I was hanging out with the rest of the RPG cast on Discord, I was running around Blasted Lands just mining ungodly amounts of Thorium ore. Was it a Night Elf mining? Do what now? Was your was your night elf mining? Oh, no, it was my blood right? elf. Oh, blood elf. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, um, I needed a hundred arcane crystals to make these bars, or to transmute and to make into these bars. And arcane crystals have like a ten percent chance of dropping from Thor, Thornite, or whatever, whatever the hell. Whatever they called. are, the place. Yeah. So that's pretty, was pretty much my entire night last night was just flying around in circles, ungodly amounts of thorium ore to get a hundred Arcanite crystals. But I finally got all the bars. Now I'm in Black Wing Lair, uh, trying to kill. I've got to go kill the specific boss to get a book to learn the recipe to do these bars, which originally you had to like have a priest come in with you to mind control this guy to teach you the recipe. But now you can just get it from a book that drops, which thank God, because I was going to have to recruit my husband to help me. And I don't even think he's subbed right now. I was going to say like, wait, what? I don't want to talk to him. Like, wait a second. Maybe you have other issues to deal with if you can't ask no. him to help you. <laughs> no, he's just, he's not subbed. So I'd have to like buy either buy him a wow token or, Hey, hey, can you sub for a little bit so that you can help me with this dumb quest? Yeah, he, he says he has no interest in playing right now. I The only reason why I've been playing a lot this week is because I had to record a couple of backtracks, and that's usually what I do when I'm waiting my turn to talk is just go do easy quests uh, and WoW to kind of kill the time while I'm waiting for stuff, um, doing backtrack. But yeah, hopefully by, well, I say hopefully by next week, I'm told that like waiting for the other piece of the, the piece is called like the bindings of the Windseeker and you need a left and right piece. And I was told in Discord yesterday that um, one of our uh, fellow coworkers, the anime man, said that he's had like one piece in his inventory for years and has never gotten the other piece. So it's like, okay, well, that's what I get to look forward to. Yeah, the one on Baron takes a while. Yeah. But I'll I'll keep trying. I'll get everything else ready to go and just wait for that other piece to drop week to week. Is this how you're working from home, Kelly? Well, I, I work from home anyway. Well, 
Mining night elves or mining. What's yeah. really funny is what Kelly's doing parallels what my guild's doing right now in WoW Classic, getting <laughs> Thunder Fury bindings and getting. But orders. legitimately, because they need it, right? Yes. Uh... <laughs> we actually have one Thunder Fury now. All right. I was getting mildly frustrated looking up guides for this because it kept bringing up classic guides. And it's fine. It's the same stuff, but it still uses the old map. So I, you know, trying to find like mining nodes and stuff, it was a little bit confusing for me. Like, oh, that map doesn't look like that anymore. The old maps. Why aren't you contributing? Update the wiki pages with all the new data. Come on. Well, because there's two separate wikis now for classic and for uh, retail. Oh, so if you just go to the right one, it's already there. And because, like, it's kind of relevant in retail again, when you Google trying to find this stuff, that's what comes up now is the classic stuff. Mm. So it's doable. It's just because the older maps um, aren't as detailed, it can be a little bit difficult to figure out where exactly your flight path needs to be to farm up some of the stuff. So, but yeah, I'm doing Thunder Fury. Um since it's going to boil down to just RNG by the time I finish this, I also want to try to go for Shadow Morn on my Death Knight. Which I don't know if you guys have ever done that one. Nope. At all. I haven't. What's yeah. The, what's, the one I want to do is where all the dragons come and say hi to you over Stormwind. Oh, that's um, Terragosa's Rest. That's go. a staff. And that staff is really cool because when you have the physical staff, um, it turns you into a dragon. Perfect. I don't think it turns you into a dragon if you transmog it, though, which kind of sucks. But you can still get the appearance on your other characters. Um, And it did mildly annoy me that the the rogue one, um, the Fangs of the Father, um, it's a rogue only. So, like, my druid has daggers, but it wouldn't transmog on my druid, which kind of sucks. And don't don't even get me started on the uh, the glaives of Azanoff because only death or no the not death glaives of Azanoth. You have to uh, say them right. Yeah. yeah, demon hunters. Only demon hunters can uh, do that one or can get that appearance. Even though back in the day anybody could have that appearance, which kind of oh, sucks. That's weird. Yeah, it's. Yeah, whatever. Let the demon hunters have their fun, Kelly. Come on. Yeah, but it, it sucks that if you had those weapons, like if you were a warrior, like people would just kind of wear those weapons when they weren't in combat. And Which it you sucks can still do, they, right? Well, yeah, if you equip the weapons, but yeah. it sucks that you can't do that otherwise unless you're a demon hunter. Well, I was very bitchy when it comes to Kelly, their transmog stuff. It sounds like you are not prepared for this transmog change. I, I No, I, I am prepared. It's Blizzard that's not prepared. <laughs> Blizzard, you are not prepared. Because, you know, it, it even took them forever to uh, to waffle back on even being able to transmog legendaries because yeah. they thought it diminished the value of the items, and then they changed their mind on that. It's like, well, oh, okay. Whatever. It's I, Blizzard. Why are you even getting... Who cares what they think anymore? Haven't we gotten over Blizzard yet over the past uh, year? Isn't it time I know. to let it go and look for new companies where all the people we cared about who were at Blizzard, when the games we came out they made that we liked came out, they're somewhere else now, so we can go play those. I know, but I still like to break WoW. You free. I still like WoW. Are you even excited for Shadowlands? 14 is better. For, um, I'm, I'm mildly intrigued to learn more about Shadowlands, as it may be fun, who knows. 
I think Shadowlands is going to be good. I think it's going to have interesting I haven't lore. finished the most recent 14 expansion, which I know is good. So it's like if I ever get into the mood where I'm like, I'm ready to do MMO again, that's where I'm going first. So WoW has to overcome that for me before I can jump back into it, really. I guess I'm the opposite, Kelly. I was playing Classic and I was like, oh, maybe I'll give the new... Intrigued maybe a little by the new uh, expansion. Yeah. Then I seen some of the stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, no, I'm no. just gonna stay away. <laughs> are you just talking about BFA? Are you talking about BFA or Shadowlands? Shadowlands. Okay. Nobody likes BFA, Kelly. Come on. I'm like, oh. No. <laughs> oh yeah, I already stayed away from BFA. <laughs> well, this most recent patch has been a little bit interesting because it has the whole Nizaloth stuff, which I think this expansion should have been in the first place uh-huh. and just not done the stupid. Yep. Horde versus yeah, Alliance right. crap. Well, I wanted them to kind of pull back some of the things from the roots that made WoW what it was, yet still have a lot of the quality of life stuff and kind of be mm-hmm. a good and kind of learn from some of the, at least the initial popularity of WoW Classic, but it didn't seem they're doing that and they're just throwing like, here's all these more weird races you can have and that's kind of like the the grab for it now and all this stuff and I'm like, that's not really what I'm wanting to play it for. And I, and I get for a lot of their sub base that is something that's big for them and that's great mm-hmm. so i don't want to say just because i don't like it others can't have it but it's just it doesn't interest me yeah no this this ex- most recent expansion was all over the place and had no direction whatsoever you know it, it feels like the same person that wrote this also wrote the most recent star wars trilogy where that didn't have a point either well that was because two Three multiple people wrote it and went back and forth on their thematic goals, right? So yeah, the Star Wars trilogy had a lot of issues going on. But hey, 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 baby Yoda. Yeah, well, not related to the Star Wars trilogy, but it's the Star Wars thing we can all love. Yes, indeed. Well, I'm I'm hope I have more hope for Shadow. I just don't know what the equivalent of that is for WoW. Apparently, it's oh, it's certainly not Warcraft (laughs) Reforged. No, it isn't. But. I'm 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 sure they're gonna have an alpha soon, so I can't wait to hear more about Shadowlands and hopefully Shadowlands will be better, but until then I'm still transmogging legendaries and I'm gonna try to level my fox person because I still love the fox. Did you people. buy a mouse? Did you get a mouse mount? I didn't buy the mouse. Oh if I came back I'd probably get the mouse. Because if I'm gonna do it, I want that damn mouse because it's adorable. I'm more interested in that one pirate ship that they had that's now used to be a six-month incentive, but now is in the um, WoW store. Hey, can the foxes be druids? Oh, uh, no. They're uh, um, shaman. Boo. Well, they have to make also, new forms. I know. it's That would take Blizzard a Blizzard also missed a golden opportunity because they could have made the mecha gnomes druids because they have all of those robot All the bombs. mecha forms. Oh, that would have been yeah. amazing. Yeah. I thought... Oh well, I know they they should have done that, and they dropped they dropped the ball. But are you surprised they dropped the ball? No, <laughs> I'm good. Uh, just calling Blizzard done. Like I came to terms with it in the past year. Like I moved on. So I'm kind of. It's easier for me if Blizzard doesn't get good again. <laughs> I no, I want <laughs> I want Blizzard to get good again because I think it's sad that they've that they've even gotten bad. I mean, who? We never would have thought Blizzard would have gotten bad. Well, they then everybody such... left that was running the company that yeah. we knew was taking good care of it. So, so... what are you going to expect, right? 
They've oh, been owned by Activision. Let's like no, <laughs> they had a they had the sword of Damocles over their head for a while now. <laughs> but I I have hope because I don't like I don't like that I'm complaining about them. I yeah, I right. want them to be good again. Yeah, it's okay. They'll yeah. they'll probably get through it. The people who are there will get better at it, and then they'll put out really good games again. And I hopefully hope they'll so. keep supporting them after two years. Um, I here's the song says so. hi. This is um, where we all wear hats that say "Make Blizzard Great Again." Yes, make, uh, I, Maba, Moba. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> make our Blizzard I, I, again. Wait, I don't know. I probably would wear that hat unironically, <laughs> even if people would confuse it for something mubga, else. Mubga. But um, speaking of farming, other than that, I've just played more Rune Factory Four. I rolled the first set of credits on it. Um, there's like multiple endings to that and like post game and stuff like that. And, uh, and as you, as I told you, I had been trying to date the horse guy Dylas. Mm-hmm. Well, now, now that Leon is human, I'm like, screw Dylas. I want horse guy or no, I want Leon. Cause he's a Fox and he's much cuter than Dylas, even though you have to give him poison things to woo him. But I will make the effort just because he's cuter. And not a jerk. And not a horse. Well, why did you want the first guy to begin with? Because he was cute. But now but this guy's the, cuter? This guy's foxier? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I know I'm a horrible person for Are there any cat this... people that you're then going to just say, oh, screw you, i got a cat over here? No, I don't All think right. so. Okay. But... But yeah, I'm a horrible, shallow person <laughs> that for breaking this digital guy's heart, but... It's okay. He has no feelings. He's digital. Cool beans. And yeah, the, is it time? Yeah. yeah, is it time for news? Beep 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 beep. All right, let me tab over to my news. Um, there we go. All right, news. Um, Fantasy Star Online Two is gonna have an open beta. So the open beta begins um, at 5 p.m. Pacific on March 17th. Um, I don't think they've given a date for when it ends, and they don't have an official release date yet. Just spring 2020 for Xbox One and later for Windows 10. Later. Later. Did you see that there was going to be like a Sonic appreciation pack in that? Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. We skipped feedback, didn't we? Oh. We might have. Oops. Chris. We didn't have that much. I said news, but oh. <laughs> How about we do the news and then the feedback? Okay. What are we <laughs> talking about on news? Fantasy Star Online 2. Open beta starting next week? Yes. How do I sign up? You I go to go? the official website. Am I going to play this? I don't know. Are this, you? <laughs> you are. You're going to play with me once I can uh, get it later. Is it still only Xbox One? Yes. That's what you just said. Windows 10 was later. Yes. Oh, man. All right. Blink. <laughs> Yes, I'm Chris, signing up. Chris has to stop playing up. Crusaders of the Lost Idol while so he I podcasts. Well, so I can play. All right. Oh, PSO2.com connected to the Microsoft account. It's My phone just told me this. Okay. So apparently it worked. Um, if you are waiting to play Trails of Cold Steel 3 on the PC, there is a demo available now. It's the same demo that people played at trade shows. So I'm clicking the play button. Nothing's happening, Anna. No. 5 p.m. March 17th. March 17th? That's St. Patrick's Day. I have a beer to go drink. Um, you it's don't the only drink. way I'm going to be cured from the I'm, coronavirus is uh, drinking I'm lots sure of corona. Th- 
I'm sure that your local Green parade has been Corona. canceled, Chris. Uh, I don't think we had one to begin with. We so. don't. <laughs> okay. um, if you're interested in playing Trails of Cold Steel Beyond the Beta, it comes out on PC March 23rd, 2020. And we're still waiting for a release date on the Nintendo Switch version. Oh, Trails and by the way, one or two. Well, you can play them on PS4 now. Um, yeah, uh, we also did a, an impression of the PC and Switch versions along with an interview, so you should oh, check that out. Go do that. Go watch. Go read that. Go read it's, that. This also reminds me. I don't see it on here. I think the Wasteland Three beta is march 17th as well yeah if you're Close. media you got hey you got an invitation jonathan right? did that wasteland remastered thing come out yes is it any good it did you try I it tried it not yet i've got it on the game pass i haven't tried it i don't know so the wasteland 3 is like i think it's media and uh, backers for the new one. Oh, for okay so i think all the backers on fig are getting uh, access this week or next week cool um, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC. Um, so Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition will include both the base game, uh, Frozen Wilds, and new outfit and gear. So I don't think we have a release Sony's date Sony's foray summer. into the PC. So there's some people are really angry about this. Why? Why? Because it's no longer PlayStation exclusive. How dare you? <laughs> but it's Who so cares? They do. Apparently, that validates them owning a PS4 by having these. But uh, the game came out like for forever them. ago. I know. If you didn't play it already, who cares? Angry. That shows you how well you support the the console and the people that play that console. Yeah. Hope you make these games great because they're exclusive. Blah blah. blah. It's just what? a bunch of. There are videos of people like destroying another... their games and throwing them I'm in the trash can. So and confused. Various oh, things. You, you have fun just kind of wasting that money there, angry people, morons. Yeah, I don't get it either. Ooh. But Former anyways. Gorilla Games producer Sam Sharma defends the upcoming Horizon Zero Dawn port, PC port on Twitter after some PlayStation fans reacted angrily. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, he says, what the hell is wrong with you people? We made a game. You enjoyed it. Now some more people get to enjoy it. And somehow that takes away your enjoyment? Please be kind to yourselves. The enjoyment of the game has not diminished because some more people get to play it. Ooh. And that's in response to this tweet, which has a video and I need to watch. It's um, a video of a guy destroying his copy of the game. He's destroying his whole room. Yeah. What is going on here? Yeah. He he trashed like his whole bedroom. I don't understand what he did. He well, got angry. Great way to spend my birthday. Thanks for nothing. Decades thrown away. Now it was all for nothing. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? This this is a mindset that I don't think any this of us person will ever has understand. issues. <laughs> um you know, if you're that mad over a game you know being ported to another console, I think you need to get some real problems. Seek therapy. That is probably Yeah. All right. So moving on. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete comes to PCs this summer. All right, Warhammer Chaos Bane is getting a new player character. So this will be the fifth playable character in the game. Um, I think it's a girl. Yeah, Keela Gunner's daughter. She's basically uh, Torborn. She uses turrets (laughs) and has a hammer. Yeah, so her story takes place in a new area called the Forges, where they investigate an affliction around the dwarf foundry complex in Nuln. 
I don't know what this game is. Why don't I know what this game is? Um, Warhammer Chaos Bane? Yeah. Yeah, it's a Warhammer Fantasy um, title. Yeah, I like Warhammer Fantasy. So it what came out this? for PC, PS4, and Xbox One last year. We've talked about this mm-hmm. then. Yeah, you've expressed interest in wanting to what play it, but you never pull the trigger. What is it? It's free to play, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. It's free on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. I'll I'll investigate. You keep reading. All right. Uh, I don't know how to annou- pronounce this. One, one, sword, one, 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 seven. One, one. It's X-U-A-N-Y-U-A-N. I'm so bad. Oh, it's not free to play. The character's free. (laughs) The Uh, game costs money and has mixed reviews. (laughs) All right. Um, So this is is a game being developed in Taiwan for PC and PS4 and is coming in both English and Chinese in 2020. Um, This is uh, a game set in China 2,000 years ago towards the end of the Han Dynasty. Players control Taishi... Shao, um, a swordsman who sets out on a journey to protect his family. So we're going to learn more about this later in the year. Um, we had a Kickstarter check-in. We had a Kickstarter check-in Kickstarter for Terra check. Nova Legend of the Runes. So it's an old-school RPG taking place on a desolate, planner, desolate planet in a forgotten sector of space. Eight gods visit the barren planet and decide to bring life to the world and name it after their mother, Nova. Eventually, these gods leave and the people of Nova live free uh, of their supervision for centuries. And um, now they found an ancient artifact and the gods might be coming back. And uh, whoops. So, um, hey, we got to do the tier thing. I got to actually open up the Kickstarter, which I forgot to do. Mm. All right. $15 gets you a copy of the game on um, PC. Yes. Digital copy of the game and manual. And if you want to go crazy... I want to go crazy, Anna. Yeah, this looks like Final Fantasy VI. If you pledge $1,500, you get um, a two-hour mini JRPG featuring you. Me? Yes, you. Me? Yes, you. All right. Couldn't be. You get a digital copy of the game, a physical art book with... Uh, bonus uh, content, a physical Terra Nova Spriteworks book, a digital art book featuring all the character classes, a digital copy of the soundtrack, Terra Nova wallpapers, beta access, um, exclusive Kickstarter updates, and access to the Terra Nova Alpha. Um, so the thing that I think is really interesting is this these, this has sprites kind of like um, River City Ransom style games or Final Fantasy VI. Um, and you can either play turn-based combat or action combat. And they kind of give you a, a little display of what that looks like. Also, you can um, change the palette of the characters. So if you want to have someone with blue hair instead of black, you can totally do that. And there's lots of class changes and stuff. So, Oh, and they have these weird graphic, graphic filters. So you can make it look like old tube TVs with all the fuzzy lines and stuff. Ooh, CRTs. Yeah. Oh, is this, this reminds me of another game. Is this... No, it's not from the other people. Okay, cool. So, RPGs. Uh, yeah, I... Oh, wow! Final Fantasy IV look. Sort of. Yeah, I, I compare it more to six than four. Uh, okay, I disagree, but it's fine. It looks more like four to me, okay. to be it's, honest. It's just a flatter, less detailed style. Okay. 
Yeah. If they, I mean, six. honestly, they're still working on it, so it could end up no. like six, Anna. Yeah. So I'm gonna say it. It could be more five because five blended that style. Yeah. Yeah. So currently, this is set to come out on PC, Mac, and Linux. And in gray, they have both PS4 and Switch. So that this must be um, a stretch goal of some kind. So let's see here. 50,000 in-game bestiary. 55,000 strategy guys. 60,000 oh, blacksmith shop. 70,000, no idea. 75,000 um, uh, dungeons. Uh, crawl like lunar, like... Um, Lufia two, eighty thousand question mark, ninety thousand, lots of question marks. What are we what are we what what about Lufia two? They one of their stretch goals yeah. is a dungeon Lo- oh a deep dungeon thing. Is a deep okay, dungeon. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna wait until this suit actually comes out to try it. I'm not gonna back it. I've been burned too many times. I mean, this mm. seems Wait. like it's going to come out no matter what, but that the fifty thousand dollars would certainly help it along. Because they're, yeah. Because the estimated delivery for um, the game mm-hmm. is in less than a year. It's end of 2020 or early 2021. Yeah, That's... estimated delivery date January 2021. That tells I... me this is coming out no matter what. I... Or that their release date is we'll see. very very wrong. Aggressive. Yeah. I like. I mean, they have things to show for their game, so that's a good sign. Yep. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the positives. Right. Um, normally, we don't talk about this, but um, one of my good friends is working on this, so I'm glad someone dropped this into the spreadsheet. Um, Trails from Zero. What's that? Is going to be translated. What is Trails from Zero? Um, that is a Kiseki game. Yeah. Zero no Kiseki. The one that never came over here? Yeah, it takes so place in between in the, the sky. Belt? Yeah, the between Wait. the sky and the um, steel sequel. It is the crossbell games. Yeah. Why is it called from zero then? I don't know. Oh. Why is it called cold steel? I don't know. I'm asking you. I didn't know. I don't know how the translation of those tends to work. Do we usually get very different names in the Japanese? Yes. Okay. So we never expected it yeah, to be Yeah, Trails of Cold Steel right. is like Trails of the Burning Blade. Got it. Okay. So this is the Crossbell Saga that everyone's like, why isn't this over here? Yeah. Okay. Do they have the people we like translating it, translating it? Do we um, know? This is being translated among other people, OMG Floofy. Is that who good? Runs, um, she runs uh, the biggest Trails fan site. Okay. Is and... it like the person who you was at the PAX panel talking about the Trails game that you wanted to see associated? No. Okay, that person, no? All right. No. Um, Those are like official translators for the official games. Oh. This This is is a fan translation. This is a fan translation. This is a fan translation. Oh, I missed that. I'm so sorry. Endless History. Okay. Right? Hmm? Endless History? Yes. Yeah. She lives near me. I've met her. Uh, I've interviewed her a long time ago on Rackerboy Podcast. She's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. She's great. I chat with her all the time on Discord, so. (laughs) So we have very similar interests and stuff. So, all right. Um, next on the things that are relevant to the podcast, but we don't talk about on the website. <laughs> Reggie Fizame. Fizame. I always Fizame. He's at GameSpot now. No, GameStop. GameStop. He's at GameStop. Yeah. Now. So GameStop. He's, become, he's joined the evil organization. So they Game are not Stop evil. hired five mm. new um, 
people for their board of directors. Mm -hmm. And it's all over the place where they, they have pulled these people from and they're hoping that they can turn around the um, slide that is GameStop at the moment. Honestly, like if we don't have a good brick and mortar store, there are people that are going to lose out. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the U.S. and Canada, where good. we're going game... digital only, get over no, it. No, no, get no. Digital in digital. Chris, shut up and let me talk. Yes. In even in the U.S., where digital games are very much the norm, people still buy at least fifty percent of their games physically. Stop holding us back, boomers. <laughs> They're not boomers. They're boomers. people our age. They're millennials. I was going to say, I okay, try to buy physical when I can. Oh, I buy all digital. I just don't want to deal with the little cartridges. When when you have um, family that's not very tech savvy, it's very. I'm very appreciative of phys- physical games because it's hard to explain to them that this Sonic Mania is only on this digital service. And they don't have an account and don't understand that you ha- that's the only way you can buy it. That's cash. been my experience. I don't need anything else. Just give me cash. Every year from Chris's family, I get an eShop gift card. Yeah. And every year I get really excited about it. And every yeah. year they're like, I can't believe how excited she gets about getting a gift card. This is how we budget for games. <laughs> I'm just saying that when you have family that isn't tech savvy, being able to buy physical is just a godsend. I'm saying that they will get tech savvy once that's the only way to be. No, I don't think so. (laughs) I really don't think so. We've tried to explain the concept of like a raspberry Pi to my family before, and it's just been so over their head. It's needed flight clearance. (laughs) <laughs> it's a tiny, it is a tiny computer you can hook up to a TV easily. Yeah, um, they, they don't understand. Yeah, right. they're, yeah, no, Chris, you're just going right, to I just backed Terra Nova. I don't know why. I'm, I'm a terrible person. Oh, Chris. <laughs> I got sold. <laughs> I did the entry level, 15. Nothing crazy. I don't want to be a quest. <sighs> What's up? Um, I've got what i was saying defending gamestop no i'm not defending gamestop i am going to say that they have a role in the industry that we would miss if they went away Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um no i i can't defend gamestop's incredibly predatory practices and awful pre-owns and yeah i guess if they want to get better they could start by uh doing better with their trade-ins yeah yeah well, we'll see if this marks a new beginning for them, right? I'm not holding my breath. It's not. Well, the problem they're going to have with the trade-ins is new games go down in price so quickly these days mm-hmm. that I bet they lose their ass in a lot of their trade-ins still. Yeah, I don't know. Or not too long, I guess, when their their model first got set up, I think games seemed to hold their price at a little longer. Yeah, that's true. And they true. didn't aggressively drop the price. That's true, yeah. All right, uh, moving on. And not I RPG, wanna, but relevant back, to us. I kind of want to back this kaiju game where you date the kaiju monsters. Oh, God, no. No? Why? No, Chris, You no. date an octopus in a well. What's wrong <sighs> with this? Why don't you want to play this? That's the kaiju cuties? Yeah. Yeah. No, Chris. What's wrong? No. Have you seen this? Yeah. It's a kaiju. D- you, you travel the globe, meet other kaiju, and break into the dating scene. <sighs> I think you are a kaiju, so you that are. makes it better, right? 
No. It just makes it weird. Well, you spend you go on a date destroying London Tower. That's very adorable. Yeah. But no, Chris. Oh, okay. I didn't they like blow past their goal already? Yeah, they've met their goal. Yeah, yeah. I don't need a back. So, all right. Anyways, back to the news and not <laughs> random Kickstarters. Um, Command and Conquer Remastered is coming to Steam and um, Origin. Yay. So, yeah, this made I mean, people I'm really excited. excited. And I yeah. think there's actually going to be a limited run games release of this as well. They're doing something Command and Conquer. So um, the interesting thing was, is I remember this being announced like a couple of years ago and then like there was total silent radio silence around it. So it was like they announced it and then it disappeared. Yeah, I think. Oh, I don't know about this particular one. I know they tried to do a remaster of it and it didn't work or maybe it was a new game. I forget. But it ended up being this web based game instead. Yeah. like Tiberium Wars or something like that on PC uh, or web browser rather. And it was awful because uh, they had a lot of like pay to get unlock units and stuff oh, like that. It was pay to win. Ew. Yeah, it was not fun. So um, do you guys remember um, when WoW suffered from the um, corrupted blood bug? Mm-hmm. Yep. blood, DG, yep. <laughs> so for those who didn't play World of Warcraft like 15 plus years ago, um, when the dungeon Zul'Grub uh, first came out, there was a debuff um, that infected everybody as you were playing the final boss in the dungeon. And the problem was, is if a pet got infected and you then put it away... Um, you could then take it back out and it was still infected with corrupted blood. And so people with pets, warlocks and hunters would get the corrupted blood and then hearth back to major cities and kill everybody. (laughs) And didn't the disease like spread to NPCs and kind of stick, which is why um, major cities just became a cesspool. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the problem was, is yeah, the they spread the disease to the auction house masters and the bankers. So like you and and the innkeepers. So like if you hearthed back to um, Ironforge, um, you would immediately become infected because the innkeeper had it. <laughs> so it was awful. And everybody that was back in the day where everybody used their like low level level five alts to disenchant things and and, mm. and bank things. Mm-hmm. And so like you logged into your alt and they died. <laughs> Cause everybody who was near the, the mailboxes were all infected. <laughs> Man, that's rough. <laughs> it but, was like, awful. Lizard he... had a hard time getting rid of it. That's how bad it was. Yeah. And but the it... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the problem that they had is, like, they had to go through all of these, like, very extreme steps because it was like, all right, we... First thing that they did is they made it so that once you left the dungeon, the the debuff dropped off of you. All right. Then they wiped, then... But then they realized, oh, crap, that hasn't contained it. So then they, like, went and, like... um, pulled the the debuff off of all pets that were out and that mostly fixed it and then they just took the servers down and completely wiped the debuff off of absolutely everyone 
And I mean, like they had to go through, they had to wipe it off of like uh, stabled pets and pets that had been released and had shut the place were... down and wipe it clean. <laughs> <laughs> they they had to like go through and like blast everything. They the pets that were like put away in someone's pocket, like um and it was great because even like um non combat pets, there was like one or two of them that could pick up the virus or the corrupt the corrupted blood and that they had to bring down the servers again to completely wipe it off of all the non-combat pets so it was wild that was like a weird weird time digital lysol and And so and this is why we wash our hands folks yeah and that's the reason why we're no go ahead sorry so it this was sort of fascinating to people in the real world who don't play video games but do study pandemics and so Blizzard actually set up for a limited period of time a separate server for researchers to infect themselves with the corrupted blood and see how it spread amongst other people. And they gave them logs about um, like what happened in all of the cities and stuff. So they actually used this corrupted blood incident to um, sort of look at how a pandemic spreads. And the yeah. interesting thing is, is... Um, there were a bunch of scientists that actually wrote papers about this for like their PhDs and stuff. And now those same scientists are studying the coronavirus. So video games can help. And I'm just amused that that's come back up again because of real world events. And supposedly Zulgareb is coming back in Classic in April? Yeah, so this might happen again? No, no, they're the one they'll put out is going to be the patched version. So people are kind of going back and forth. But yeah, I you think can... people want it to happen the, again. They do. Yeah, people do. <laughs> There's a lot of buzz. It's like, ooh, are we going to get the corrupted oh. blood plague again? So, but I mean, if you're interested in seeing um, how... Um, the corrupted blood plague worked back when you could infect people. There are like a million YouTube videos about this. Um, what's also funny, and I forgot about this until you until we were talking about it, is that for the pre-launch event for Lich King, they actually deliberately did a pandemic to, um, you know, kind of celebrate the fact that uh, Lich King was kind of a zombie, a zombie expansion. But couldn't so they you get of- inoculated after a point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It. I mean, it wasn't nearly as bad or as widespread, but it still kind of pissed people off um, with their uh, low low B alts and stuff like that. Yeah. But I I do think it's funny that they brought it back, just in a lesser form. Yep. All right. Um, other short newses. We have a uh, trail, like I mentioned earlier, we have a Trails of Cold Steel 3 interview um, with Durante and uh, Rude van de Moestik, which is like the most Dutch name I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the developer at Engine Software who uh, is porting Cold Steel 3 to Switch and PC. And um, Harry actually got to play the Switch and PC version, so he actually gets, he has a little bit of um, of an impression there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have an editorial about Final Fantasy V, so check that out. Uh, the Case for Exodus, it's called. Um, I wrote an adventure corner! I talked about Murder by Numbers. It's really fun. You should play it. 
Um, Grand Guild. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. Now that we're doing the editorial block, I'm going to interject. I found a Kickstarter game for you, Anna. No, Chris. It's called All's Fair in Love and Genocide, a sci-fi visual novel. Here's the tagline. <sighs> the brightest minds of science come together to rid the world of the ultimate evil, men. It's up to you to stop them. So it's a lab employed by very smart girls, and you are a guy who's employed um, to do odd jobs around the lab, and you have to date them to make them stop their evil plan. You can do this, Anna. Honestly, I kind of want them to succeed. <laughs> you do want it, right? Oh, you want them to succeed? <laughs> hey! <laughs> Come on! <sighs> the first... Oh, I love this. It's a visual novel, 18+. plus. Let's talk about the gore, core gameplay features. Here's the first core gameplay feature, Anna. Seduction slash sexual intercourse. Having sex matters. <laughs> Number one feature in this game, apparently. Yep, it's an adult visual novel. All right, you can go back to your regularly scheduled. All right. Um, Grand Guild is coming to PC and Switch this month. It will... Um, come out uh march 26 2020 um which is a very anime as hell rpg um this was kickstarted last year um it will also be coming to ps4 and xbox one later this year so you should check out the trailer um the third shenmue 3 dlc has a release date um the big mary cruise Oh, no, we're not supposed to be going on cruises right oh, now. Oh, no, don't go on cruises. Um, that's coming out um, on both PS4 and PC via the Epic Game Store on March 17th for $5. $5, huh? $5. Um, Sakura Wars. Um, we got a little look at the uh, collector's edition as well as new screenshots and the new relationships trailer. So that game is coming out uh, April 28th. Um, Genshin Impact, an open world action RPG is starting their beta on March 19th, 2020. You can uh, have the beta on both PC as well as mobile, iOS and Android. Um, it is a fantasy RPG that is also coming as well as coming to iOS and Android uh, and PC. It will also be coming to PS4 and Switch later this year. Um, Sword of Gargantua is coming to PlayStation VR. Uh, ironically, there it's a VR RPG. Um, it is coming out. It is already out on HTC Vive, Oculus Rift, Oculus Quest, and Windows Mixed Reality. Um, but if you only have a PSVR, you can scoop it up um, this spring for thirty dollars. Uh, and what I'm excited for: Children's Zodiac is coming to Switch and Xbox One. So I actually backed this back when the Kickstarter um, was like, I don't know, 2015. Um, and so I'm pretty excited to see this because it ended up just coming out on PC. And I was sad because I was hoping for a Vita version and that never happened. Uh, but yeah, coming to Nintendo Switch and Xbox One on March 27th, 2020. You can pre-order it now for 10% off $17.99. And I think that's all of the news. So now we get to do feedback because we did things backwards. Uh, question of the week was, are you getting Animal Crossing? And so Shaman says, I'm getting the most important March 26th release, Doom 64. It is slightly cheaper and I'd rather deal with Keiko Demons than Tom Nook. Uh, Featherhoof, on the other hand, says, you better believe I am. 
Ever since I became enamored with the series on the DS with Wild World, I've made sure to get every entry in the series. I'm hoping against hope I get an island that starts with more and more equine neighbors. Boo. <laughs> Specifically either Victoria or Savannah because they're my favorites. Uh, we also asked if you had listened to the podcast and if you were getting um, Animal Crossing and uh, Disa says, yes, I already have it in a sense. I'm just waiting for the arrival. So she must have prepared it in. And Lucifer says, no. <laughs> and no. <laughs> Thanks, You're Lucy. trolling us. Love you, too. Wait, I actually didn't realize when I pasted that in that that's who that was. Yeah, that's yeah he changed his uh, Twitter handle <laughs> uh, to his, uh, his WoW roleplay character thing, Caspius or whatever. <sighs> is that it? Yep. It's time to talk about what's coming out. Let's talk about no, what's no, coming out. No. Oh. We we have to give people a new question of the week. Oh yeah, what is it? Um uh, I wrote in so many here, but I think we're gonna go to what's your go to hand washing song? <laughs> what's your go to hand washing song, Anna? Family Good as Hell, remember? Wash my hands up. Check my nails. <laughs> Baby, how you feeling? I'm washing hands. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Take, We're gonna make take a bottle, shake it up. I'm not gonna do the rest of that chorus. Pour some sugar ramen. It's a alternate lyrics from a commercial that I've always been obsessed with, and I don't know why. All right, so what are we doing? Um, now we don't. Hey, no. no. <sighs> oh my gosh. You have ants in your pants or something. If you want to tell us what your go-to hand-washing song, there's lots of ways to do so. One, you can go to rpgamer.com, find the latest podcast thread, drop your answer there. Um, Two, you can call or text us at 608-729-4098. And we'd love to hear from you. Calling you out, Matt, from Texas. You better call us this week. (laughs) Uh, Or you can email us, podcast at rpgamer.com. Or if you... If you leave a voicemail, you can sing your hand-washing song. Ooh. Oh, no. That's what people want to do. Oh, no. That's what they should do. That's what they oh, should no. do. I like that, actually. I Let's do that. do that. Yeah. 608-729-4098. We'll play right. it on the show. Yeah. That's a threat. All right. Games that are coming out this week. Actually, there's one of them that we want to talk about with you. The uh, best Kelly. games are coming out this week. Yes. Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing. The Both crossover on event Friday. of the decade. And if you haven't seen the crossover artwork, it's amazing. You should check it out. Um, Round Guard released yesterday. What is that again? That yeah. is the Peggle roguelike. Right. Oh. It came yeah. out on Switch, so I need to pick that up. Um, and then the record of Lotus War... Um, Metroidvania came out on Steam Early Access. Um, I think that happened on Wednesday or Thursday. And then um, there's this new game. It's called A Street Cat's Tale. And you are a kitten trying to survive on the streets until your mother finds you. Yeah, I saw that on the um, eShop. And I was sort of wanting to bite. But the trailer made it seem so sad. Yeah, it's a survival <laughs> roguelike. So, and I mean, I've read a couple reviews and it's like, you're going to die a lot. 
Yeah, I'm not. So, like, sure are you okay gonna... if you're in control of the cat when it dies, Kelly? And then I, you, you know, can do I better next time. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to handle that because the beginning of Cat Tail, the uh, Harvest Moon one, kind of made me sad a little bit because uh, of how okay. depressing it was. So I don't know. So here, your mom has been taken away by a person, and you, you're trying to go find her. I think, but you yeah, have but... to live on your own for a bit while you figure all that out. Yeah, and truth, it's hard. Truth be told, I've kind of already been through this in real life with my foster kittens trying to keep them alive until they could eat solid food, <laughs> you're like so. I've, I've played this for real i don't need yeah. this <laughs> so i'm i might need to pass on that one if somebody wants to hit me up on twitter and tell me like if it's super sad then by all means do because you know we're coming up on the anniversary of losing my beloved Aww. ozzy and i have to admit i'm a little bit kind of down about it so I, I need to inject myself with happy cat stuff, not depressing cat stuff. Lots of catnip. That's why I'm kind of looking forward to Animal Crossing. It's going to take my mind off of stuff. But there. Right. We'll see. Any closing thoughts from people before we take off? Wash your damn hands. Wash your dick hands. Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, if you hoard toilet paper, you're a jerk. Or tampons. Yeah, I mean, you could literally just don't hoard things. I don't know. Unless, you, unless it's off the World the of tub. Warcraft hoard. For the hoard. I was saying that uh, bidet sales should be skyrocketing because of this. Yeah, they there are. was yeah, there was like multiple bidet websites that were doing big sales and stuff. Oh, see that, man. <laughs> I this miss Japanese the, toilets. This would have been the time to buy bidet stocks. <laughs> should should you buy cruise, shop, <laughs> cruise ship stocks? They're really yeah, down right know. now. <laughs> Certainly not hotel sto- stocks, according to Phil Willis. <laughs> buy all the stocks of things that will rebound when this is over. If you want to make money. You hope they rebound. Anyways, we we are not actually giving financial advice. Please consult <laughs> yeah. uh, someone who knows Asterisk, what the hell they're talking about an, before investing. Thank you. Advisor. <laughs> get All right. Shut down. Uh, thanks, Peter. Thank you. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you. Thanks, Kelly. No problem. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. I'm Anna Reeperveteer for RPGamer.com, and I hope you guys have an excellent week. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.